I don't like the kind of person I am when I'm not podcasting. Don't tell your parents, obviously. This week we're talking about Bojack Horseman, hence the downer, and DuckTales. Stay tuned. Good day and welcome to Writers Get Animated, a podcast about storytelling and animation and the one that got away. I'm Chris Leva. And I'm Mackenzie Worrell. And today, as Mackenzie said, we're talking about lost loves through the lenses of DuckTales and Bojack Horseman. So a horse and a duck. So I I think that's the best way to look at ex-girlfriends or exes or ex-loves. Through through the horse's mouth? Is it a gift horse? I'm not going to get into that. And today to help us on our conversation, <laughs> to lend us a little bit of their credibility in terms of looking at these works of art and literature, question mark, uh, we have Christina Pipa and Sam Borman uh, from Manufixed, manufixed.com, M-A-N-U-F-I-X-E-D.com. So welcome, Sam. Welcome, Christina. Thank you. Thanks for having us. So We're happy to be here. <laughs> well, we're happy to have you. And the technological things that have to go through to get everyone together in the same screen. Not necessarily the same room, but the same screen. Because I think we're all in four different places, which is cool. Mm-hmm. Next, we're going international, baby. <laughs> <laughs> So really, we before we get into anything, we do want to say that while we keep our language family-friendly, sometimes the topics we discuss may not be family-friendly. So you, as a listener, there may be some things as we discuss BoJack Horseman that may not be appropriate for young ears to hear. However, we're not in charge of your children, so you make that decision for yourselves. <laughs> Just get it in that out of the way. I feel like we give this preface every time we talk about Bojack. I, I think you sort of have to. Bojack I know. <laughs> Bojack is a little bit more it skews a little bit more adult than say DuckTales does. <laughs> we really liked it, I gotta say. That was yeah. the, if we had to pick a fave of these two, was awesome. You know, Bojack, Definitely Bojack. Was awesome. Yeah, Bo- and have either of you seen either one before? Well, I used I, to watch the old Ducktales as a child, and um, me too. Yeah, so I don't think I'd seen these little, these new little faces, the new little ducks, <laughs> <laughs> and the yeah. new version of the theme song. Which was I didn't like. I was shocked. I thought the theme song was like, in my mind. It was amazing, and then it played, and I was like, "What? I, it doesn't even sound familiar to me." But Christina <laughs> said it was the same. I, it's the same. Well, it's it's remade. Yeah. I don't know, but yeah. you know, it was missing some of the woo. Yeah. Yeah, it's yeah. missing the woo. It's it's missing. It's missing some of the trumpet. Yeah. Uh, the late 80s trumpet the classic of television yeah bojack has an awesome theme song and opener i think so mad men oh yeah uh Mm -hmm. it's awesome tell me during this episode if i try to wax too poetic about bojack Horseman because i love it i've been a fan since the beginning it's like the third show that netflix did as an original show and it's just out of nowhere completely weird I stand by in another episode, I talk about how it's the great American novel, and I really fully believe that. Well, for me, um, Bojack was something that it looked, on the surface, it looks like something that I personally didn't want to get into, because on the surface, it seems a little bit ridiculous, and, you know, these horse-headed people, and the animation's a little funky, and, you know, you're not quite sure what you're getting out of it. Um, but once you get into it and see what they're actually doing and what they're actually talking about, it starts to be um, really satisfying. 
So ducks talking doesn't seem that weird, but horses? No. <laughs> well, ducks, the ducks talking seems like just classic children's uh, animation. Yeah. I think, but, oh my God, Mr. Peanut Butter, I love that character so much. <laughs> he, I love him. I love, he just calls such great attention to how ridiculous people are. Because, I mean, he's just got his tongue hanging out all the time. He's like at a job interviewing, <laughs> you know, like chasing, and then like he'll, just be in a job interview or it's doing something important and all of a sudden somebody throws a ball and he starts chasing it. Uh, <laughs> I think that's just like every person. He's just so happy about everything too. One of my I favorite know, Mr. Peanut so Butter right. moments. He's like consoling <laughs> um, Diane. He goes, oh, Diane, nothing matters and then you die and just a smile on his face the whole time. Which is really Diane's philosophy <laughs> st stated with a cheerful by, from a cheerful golden retriever. Yes. <laughs> And uh, the, the thing that I, I liked about Mr. Peanut Butter, and then we'll get back on topic, but... <laughs> but <laughs> Sorry about that. Oh, no, no, no. I mean, <laughs> I, I could talk about BoJack for a long time, but yeah, I, I just remember hating Mr. Peanut Butter because in the first season, you're seeing everything from BoJack's point of view. And because yeah. BoJack hates Mr. Peanut Butter, you hate Mr. Peanut Butter. You're right. You're right. And then, <laughs> I didn't really fall in love with Mr. Peanut Butter until season, like season three. Yeah, yeah, two or three. Season two or season three. It, it yeah. was like, oh, he has feelings and he's a full person, I suppose. <laughs> you know? He is. And, and you just get well, a little they, bit there. They made um, too much, like in the first couple seasons, they just zoomed in on those all those shots of Mr. Peanut Butter's butt <laughs> hanging on the wall. Yeah. Which didn't totally make sense. I mean, it's funny, but <laughs> I'm like, how does this fit in? What are they trying to say? <laughs> he just is really excited about his vibes. And the voice actor of Mr. Peanut Butter, um, whose name I always forget. Mackenzie, can you remember who it is? Ah, uh, not off the top of my head. Sorry. Hello, I'm Paul F. Tompkins. He actually has a guest role in an episode of DuckTales. Um, oh, which, where he plays Gladstone Gander, who is essentially Mr. Peanut Butter in duck form, who's just a really lucky duck, and who just, like, he has the best luck and can never lose, and he's just so happy and so excited about everything. So he's like the antithesis of um, Donald Duck, who has nothing but bad luck, and hates everything, and just full of anger. Because that's all he sees. <laughs> that's true. Mm-hmm. Ah, uh, so <laughs> now we're talking about BoJack and DuckTales because DuckTales just wrapped up its very first season and BoJack is about to start airing its fifth season. So we thought it'd be a good way and a good excuse to talk about both of them to <laughs> discuss about the idea of a lost love and losing somebody or returning back to somebody that you lost from before and I wanted to start off just in general why do we like these stories or why do these stories keep popping up all the time and like what is it about revisiting or running to a lost love that appeals to people or audience I think it's because people like pain you know <clears throat> they it's like they've burned their hand on the fire and they just come right back to it this actually um, goes along really well with uh, uh, what goes on in romance novels. Like in the romance novel world right now, uh, second chance romances and like lost loves are not in. Really? Because they're not as escapist, mm. I think. They're too real? But too real. It's too like too high real. school boyfriend getting yeah. back together. I think so. Mm. I mean, some people love them. Second chance romance is a great romance trope. When but, was uh, that big? I don't know when it was big. Not recently. Wow. But uh, at least according to like a couple meetings I went to. <laughs> I like that you have meetings about this. Oh yeah, I do lots of meetings about that she kind of stuff. She does. You, but you, and you came back from one meeting with this announcement that... The, oh, the this is the best announcement ever. What one? I think we're gonna, I think you're gonna say it, right? Oh, well, I was just thinking about the, the idea that people want right now, escapism or activism. Mm -hmm. That's what you came back from. Yes. I think you're thinking oh, yeah. of another. You've been to so many romance powwows. Yeah, I was thinking of another one, but it might not be as good for children. <laughs> so we're going to stick with yours. No, go ahead and say it. I want to hear it now. Now I want to hear it. 
Well, the me- I was a meeting with my publisher and they said that they'd reached the quota for elevator sex and we had to write about something else. <laughs> there is a quota. There is, a, there is yeah. someone we reach the quota? marking the, them down. And when you yeah. hit the quota, you have to move the sex somewhere else. I, I've tried to move it to an escalator then. <laughs> Which didn't go over. I have a quick question. <laughs> Were they going down in the elevator? Uh. Oh, that's a soft question. <laughs> oh. oh, maybe they should have been. <laughs> maybe that was the problem. Well, shutting that down, <laughs> let's talk about losing that love, not where you find that love. <laughs> or express it. <laughs> <laughs> what we call RTS here on Writers Get Animated. Yes. Romantic time sessions. <laughs> we, we had to For have... long time listeners. <laughs> we had to have a long time code. RTS. Mm-hmm. Romantic time sessions. Yes. Mm-hmm. And it applies to the shows. Well, yeah. that, that applies to scenes or moments or characters who desire RTS with another character. Oh, I got so, it. So, like, mm-hmm. stunted RTS that happens later on, which we'll get into, but... Um, <laughs> Or inappropriate RTS. It's it it's a wide, it's a very wide hole um, that many things could fit into. Oh my gosh! Um, yeah, seriously, you did that to yourself. <laughs> <laughs> and so losing loves. And yes, and um, so we talked a little bit about why we like those stories and also why they're not in right now. They're too real. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, do you, would you say that everyone has a story about losing a love and either revisiting that love in some way? And that's why it's so real? I think that's probably true. I bet there are a lot of, um, a lot of people that when they're feeling miserable, they start to look back and then think that something was better than it actually was. And so, sure. yeah, mm. so that's why I think this, you know, the one that got away, like, what, what, you know, rethinking, what could I have done, you know, without remembering, oh, no, that sucked. That's why that didn't work out. <laughs> Move on. <laughs> Whenever my mama got really mad at my dad, she'd tell me how great my, her high school boyfriend was. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> or like post college, I don't know, his college, whatever. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think that's, that's, what, that's what's going on. It's a- Misery begets rose-colored glasses on your past. Yeah, you can kind of like revisit it in a romantic and kind of like nostalgic way and kind of like feel sad and cry at the same time, you know, like just get all your emotions out in one big burst. Hmm. So catharsis. (laughs) So what do we um, what happens when a character goes back? and actually either is confronted with that love by chance or plot or um, <laughs> makes that decision to return back. Like what, what kinds of things can happen? Well, I think, yeah, when um, with the Bojack episode, you know, what's so great is that he his imagination is so limited that he fails to see the possibility that his long lost love may actually be happily married with two kids. One is a deer (laughs) and all is well for her. And she, she's selling turquoise in New Mexico. Like what better life could she possibly have? And, um, he's just blown away by this. So with ducktails, I think it's more like, you know, he he saw this coming. She's always this way. You know, Goldie is who Goldie is. You know, so there, <sighs> there isn't that surprise element in it. I partially but, disagree, and yeah. I can't wait to talk about that. Oh, good. Well, she's <laughs> still, yeah, please disagree. I Interrupt think, Christina, by all means. <laughs> yeah. No, 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 not right that. now, not right now. <laughs> well, so let's say a little bit more about that. Let's get into BoJack Horseman. So the episode is season two, episode 12. Escape from LA. I think it's the penultimate episode of season mm-hmm. two where Bojack has run away from his dreams. Things aren't going well. And now he ends up in 
New Mexico, um, so my, my home state, and meets his ex-love. Um, would one of you want to explain the plot of the episode? The plot is usually Christina's forte. <laughs> <laughs> Was gonna be honest. Well, I didn't practice telling you this plot last night. I practiced telling oh, you this. Okay, I could do this plot. one, and then you do the DuckTales one because. <laughs> okay. Okay. Now I have to like wrap my head around it though, and you just just somebody just yell, "Sam, you're wrong." Okay. When I get it wrong, because it's gonna happen. Okay. I'm trying to remember how it yeah, starts. How do you start, wish it starts in New Mexico. One. That's usually what. You, like, what do you wish happened? What? What, what do I wish happened? Yeah. yeah, you always talk about that. Okay, so Bojack goes to New Mexico to visit his, you know, his long lost love. If she really was a long lost love, some chick he hung out with, who he's now thinking about as his long lost love. What's her name? She's a deer. Charlotte. Oh yeah. Charlotte. Yeah. Obviously, her character. I don't know. Was she thin? For we can you? talk about her character later. Yeah. Yeah. Um, she go. He goes back to meet her. And he finds out that she has a whole family, so he can't like just rekindle the romance like he's been planning on. So instead, he says that he's going to a boat show and <laughs> hangs out with her family, which is just genius. I just love that. A boat show in New Mexico, a, a yacht, he's buying a boat, I don't know. So then he buys a boat and parks it in her driveway and hangs out on it and befriends her family, especially her teenage daughter who is also a deer who looks a lot like Charlotte and the teenage daughter he takes her on driving lessons and stuff and the daughter starts to develop romantic feelings for Bojack some kind of daddy complex I don't know what we can go into that later too <laughs> and there's <laughs> there's some kind of like weird romantic stuff happening with the daughter and then it all kind of falls apart when the, the mom catches Bojack maybe doing some, uh, maybe having sex with the daughter, maybe not, maybe something happened. It's a little bit unclear. And then Bojack goes back to LA. Because she's I think calling the police said, on him if he doesn't leave. Well, yeah, probably because she's calling the police on him. If she wasn't, then she should have been probably. Yeah. Bojack probably should have the police called him on him in most episodes. Yeah, <laughs> that's fair. <laughs> yeah. I love Bojack, though. That's all I've got on me. I, I feel like that's a really good explanation of what actually happens. Um, oh, good. There is, there's a lot of, as an audience, we, and since the show is called BoJack Horseman, we're trying to root for BoJack. But there's always a point in the BoJack episode where you feel bad for rooting for BoJack. Um, you're like, you're rooting. If you have morals. If you have morals, right. <laughs> Where, Good clear, uh, clarifier there. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but there there are moments when you realize, no, this is wrong, this is bad, and you notice it. In this episode, you notice it early. It's really early. Mm -hmm. You notice Bojack just leave. <laughs> Bojack just just go home. <laughs> um, mm -hmm. And the fact that he doesn't just makes it worse. And I think as an yes. audience, you're meant to see where it's going and i think part of it is because bojack lives his life as if he's the star of a sitcom when really he's the star of a tragedy and i i Ooh, that's good i think at the end of season seven of bojack horseman he should be dead like i think he should die at the end of so writers of bojack i'm 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 figuring that Bojack dies at the end of season seven. I don't, I don't see any. Are we in season five right now? About yes. to start season five. Okay. So I give season him... five premieres when this episode of this podcast airs. I was ready to kill him at the end of season two as a viewer. Oh yeah, yeah. Even though I loved Bojack, I hated I hated him so much by the end of season two. It's a five act structure. That was, the darkest was that the darkest moment? Did season three get pretty dark too? I can't. There remember. are sadder moments, but that's maybe like the darkest Bojack at the end of season two. The yeah. darkest action by Bojack. The other things are dark in terms of family revelations and tragedy that's going on and the pain he's actually living with. But as far as Bojack doing something wrong, this is about as dark as it gets character wise. 
So, Christina, this was your first time seeing an episode of BoJack Horseman. So, welcome um, to the show. <laughs> so, what were your thoughts as you were watching it? I would love to hear somebody who didn't know BoJack as a character before this. What were your thoughts as you were viewing this, as you were experiencing him for the first time? Oh, I was like, wow, Batman is a horse. This is great. <laughs> um, I really, I really enjoyed it. Yeah, that's why you're my partner. <laughs> I know. I'd rehire you every day if I could. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I I did. I loved it, and I was like, oh, Not I get I why Sam you. is obsessed with the show because it's kind of you know dark but funny. And then she told me this is not one of the funnier episodes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So, but were you but no, laughing? I liked, um, yeah, I was laughing. I think that um, what I liked was the unexpected quality. It's funny that you said he has, you know, he behaves immorally and, um, you know, he's reprehensible because when I was watching it, I totally expected him to go to some darker places and he showed quite a lot of restraint, I thought. He did. Mm-hmm. You know, I was like, oh, this he is a good guy. I mean, you know. That a lot of things could have gone really wrong on that water tower. And it was pretty unclear what happened at the end. Yeah. Because he rejected the teenage deer multiple times. He in did. In a very and mature way. I didn't believe... Except after he got her drunk. Right. Yeah. Well, she, she didn't get drunk, right? Just the yeah, friend. She, yeah, but her sister friend. Because that was part of why she was like, I know I want it because I'm not drunk. It's like, oh. Yeah. Okay. But I thought... Um, I thought that he was pretty good, and I, I don't know, I think, I didn't think anything really happened in the yacht, but you did. You thought for sure. This is why we're friends. Yeah. <laughs> I had so much faith in... If you think Bojack's equine. okay, I mean, I can't do anything wrong. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm free, clear for life. <laughs> so, well, let's, let's talk about the things that led us to that moment at the end that leaves is ambiguous because it could be before anything happens or it could be after everything has happened um yeah or Mackenzie, you're you're, this is why we're friends so Mackenzie's throwing his eyes at me there's not a there's not a choice it could be there's one definitive answer Mackenzie. i feel like it could only be before something happens right um and it, it took me, this is like my third or fourth time seeing this episode, but it took me to like the second time I watched it to really like follow this particular thread well. Because the first time I saw the episode, I was completely shocked. Like, wait, what happened? How did we get here? And then the second time when he goes up to the boat and Penny says that she wants it again. And he tells her, no, go home. Bojack goes into his room, opens the door, turns on the light, but he leaves it open. And there's a lingering shot of Penny standing there, not going home. And she looks over at the door and it cuts away. So I feel like it's pretty clear that like she immediately follows him into the room. And Bojack, I think, doesn't even know what he wants, because he he leaves the door open. Mm-hmm. I don't think that the show will ever there's like a follow-up episode later, but I don't think the show will ever like come down hard on whether or not Bojack knew what he wanted at that moment. But I think there's the moral season essentially is like you got to try to be good every day and the more you do it the easier it gets and he tried to be good and then he had a moment where he stopped trying to be good mm. yeah but then there's not that much time before charlotte sees the glowing balloon and comes up there i know so mm-hmm. i don't know that it's i was a- wondering yeah about the glowing balloon like where did that come from it came from they- it came from Magic. The, the after the prom after the prom, okay, I couldn't remember. It floated over from where he released them all. And it, did you watch that part? Yeah, I did. <laughs> <laughs> it was kind of foggy, though. I swear to God, I wasn't drinking even. <laughs> <laughs> we should have gone over this one too. <laughs> yeah. So it was, it was Bojack recreating a moment from his past, in a way, yes. much like any person in a sitcom would recreate a moment and hope it to have the same exact effect later on. 
So yes. and it was just a sad reminder floating over him that his dreams are floating away. Right. Although he he definitely made them for the daughter Penny, not for Charlotte. Like he doesn't yeah. he doesn't know, which is that is a little disturbing. But then he comes, you know. It's like no girl is special to Bo Bojack. Yeah. He just does the same thing for everyone. True. Mm-hmm. So and then he when he asks Charlotte if she remembers those. I thought it was so funny that she was like, oh, that is so environmentally unsound. Can't believe we did that. <laughs> She's grown. Yeah. She's different. Bojack right. is still a high schooler. Bojack still lives as if the world is in the 90s and that the world has sitcom rules. And yeah. the world does not have sitcom rules. Um, and it definitely does not have 90s rules anymore. Um no matter how many times people think it does, um, you know, you can't hold a boom box in front of somebody's house and be thought, you know, a cool person who deserves. No, somebody's going to live stream that for sure. Yeah. If you do that. <laughs> so, I mean, there's just a lot of tropes. And I think that that's all Bojack had to fall back on are the sitcom like tropes. Um, he thinks that Charlotte has a sitcom, you know, that they live a sitcom life. There's a, there's right. a wife, a husband who's kind of dorky and, is dorky. and then they have the, <laughs> a daughter and a, a son and, and the son provides comic relief cause he's a little brother. Yes. Oh yeah. Yeah. I really did love their sitcom theme song. Better than the DuckTales theme. No kidding. But they wrapped. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> oh. I know. We can't go back to the 90s, but that's a yeah. good theme. So, well, DuckTales sure can't. I, wanna, I definitely want to talk about the sitcom thing because I, I love that framing for this other life because all Bojack wants is to go back to something that was simpler and better than he thought he had at the time and he wonders what his life would have been like with charlotte but he also at the same time always is trying to get back to when he had a sitcom of horsing around with a theme song and a fake family so this is everything he wants it is a sitcom family that's exactly what he wants he wants charlotte he wants to be kyle and in fact he and kyle have the same sitcommy idea to take the daughter to the prom but you know with kyle it would have been like an innocent <laughs> sitcom thing with bojack it's real life and he it's ruined because it doesn't go that way for him right yep and on top That's of that exactly right. kyle always says like i'm just kidding around which bojack's like catchphrase on his show within a show is i'm horsing around ah great american novel boom um <laughs> so it's i don't know it's it's everything that he wants and could have had but has failed to achieve in two ways like combined together yeah a nice surprise was that he's still there after so long like the the boat is still in the driveway <laughs> and he's still i mean because that really speaks to that idea of okay i'm just gonna live in the sitcom and i'm not leaving Mm-hmm. So that to me that was really funny. <laughs> yeah, it was. he's fine to live as a third wheel in their driveway. Like he's he's fine with that. Like that's yeah. In some ways, it's good enough for him. In some ways, he does want more because he does make his move at the towards the end. But for a while, for at least three months, I think it says in the <laughs> title. Three months later that he's like or was it weeks i think it was three weeks maybe but that he's still there on his boat he's fine with this is the way my life is now and i live here and you guys are like my family you know it's funny it suddenly struck me that you know bojack was operating as like the the outsider crashing their life and he totally messed everything up he you know just made a big mess of things and then when he gets back to his house in la 
his third wheel has totally trashed his apartment <laughs> or not his apartment, his house. <laughs> Poetic justice. Yeah. Uh, so perfect. Di- Diane has ruined everything. Yeah. And didn't Todd like just like, was it only Diane? Yeah. I think this one Todd is in the improv cult at sea. Oh. <laughs> I'm sorry. The what? <laughs> the improv cult at sea. <laughs> He joins an improv cult that does just cruise ships and they wear the cult stuff and yeah. just say yes and all the time. It's in the next episode. Don't worry. Oh. Okay. <laughs> they should say yes and. <laughs> I can't remember. Did Bojack have a... Did he have a relationship with Diane before Mr. Peanut Butter? He, it was unrequited. There was nothing that yeah. actually happened. He never made a move. She never made a move, but there was yeah. a lot of mutual stuff there that they probably would have been good together in some ways. But yeah. she made the choice because he did not make a move. And he had the more real relationship with Princess Caroline. Right. I was thinking that she should have been his lost love, not Charlotte in New Mexico. That's what I was thinking when I watched the show. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he was playing around with the long, wrong lost love. Right. And the fact that's that so like him mm-hmm. and, and the fact that he would call her or no, she was calling him. There were a lot of phone Princess calls. Carolyn? Princess yeah. Carolyn. He was trying to, mm-hmm. that he was talking to her while he was, yeah. you know, trying to get this other thing going on. So With Charlotte, well, you know, that I feel like I, you know, clearly I'm not the best at paying attention to everything all the time. And I didn't sleep a whole lot last night because I went to bed late after it packed and then I had a 6 a.m. flight. <laughs> but, so I slept three hours. <laughs> but I was thinking, okay, I just forgot what I was going to say. <laughs> um, I really lost it. You started talking about Charlotte. Oh, Charlotte, yeah. I was thinking that... Uh, <laughs> Oh, it's easier to think about a lost love who you didn't have much of a relationship with because it's like a blank slate still. Hmm. Like it was, it was that he didn't totally wreck things. Things yeah. didn't go so wrong. Like there was still possibility when they ended, maybe. And I think he and Princess Carolyn have been like on again, off again, on again, off again, on again, off again, yeah. like for they years. A, they have a the real show. relationship. Mm-hmm. They know each other inside and out. They're just. I love how Princess Caroline calls him out on everything, too. She's just like, she, she's got his number. Mm-hmm. Doesn't put up with any BS. Mm-hmm. Which is so funny, because Charlotte is who young Bojack wanted, but Penny, albeit not a teenager, is who Bojack needs right now, personality-wise. And that's mm-hmm. exactly what Princess Caroline is. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. This is new and interesting, not Princess Caroline. So, should we talk about DuckTales now? Okay. Should we get to DuckTales and talk about yeah, how, how they handled it? So, um, with DuckTales being a reboot, a revival, they get to reboot a lot of things. And one of those things is the character of Goldie O'Gilt, um, who was in the original DuckTales and scrooge's lost love and when they go back to california um she's still there still in this old gold rush town still there after all that time in the late 80s um or whenever the original ducktales takes place uh and she's still there and she's essentially a monument herself and hasn't grown or hasn't changed or anything she's just someone who's there and the only way he finds her is going back to that old original place to try to find something um in this goldie o'gilt is completely different in terms of who she is as a character so would one of you guests like to give a hand at explaining what happens in this episode i i feel like christina possibly i can try (laughs) and then you guys can correct me as well because i could have told sam any (laughs) storyline (laughs) <laughs> she would have believed me. That's true. <laughs> it's like it felt like a lot happened in that. It's like I guess, 
because they were moving in different timelines, right? Or there were some flashbacks, yeah. you know. Um, okay, here's what I perceived to be the plot. So um, Scrooge goes to this event um, where they're unveiling, I believe, was that a mastodon? Mm-hmm. Some kind of creature from the past, historic creature. And his little nephews, who look really funny now, um, are all really amazed that he, um, when this woman shows up, Goldie, who's like his um, long lost love, but she, he he's obviously a, you know, jilted lover because he doesn't get along with her right away. And, um, and we quickly realize that the only reason she's there is because long ago, um, they had this map to get to a lagoon of gold or something. Um, and the map tore and the pieces went into the mouth of this mastodon and then they were frozen and <laughs> see it's getting sketchier the more I try to describe it. <laughs> You're doing good. Keep okay, going. Okay. And then, <laughs> then what happens? Um, well, they decide that they're going to team up because now they each have one piece of this map to go find the gold treasure um the liquid gold and um they both neither one trusts the other one and then who's the villain guy he's not that villainous but um glumgold 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 okay (laughs) yeah that's that's ridiculous (laughs) yeah that's that is the primary part that's ridiculous (laughs) glumgold so he um he thinks goldie is in this for some kind of romance with him which is a joke and he's chasing them both, trying to get to this gold. And then, um, as it all c- comes to a climax, um, Goldie gets flung into the gold. And we think that she's been turned into, a, you know, she's died and been c- turned into a golden statue, which Glom Gold will keep for posterity. And instead, she's tricked them both. And she has this um, special amulet that has protected her. And she's siphoned off all the gold into her yacht. And she's sailing away like Dirty Rotten Scoundrels style. (laughs) And I thought that was cool. And also, um, we learned that in the past, she could have saved Scrooge when they were both frozen. The ice melted and she could have stayed there and saved him. But instead, she ran off for the gold. So this should not be unexpected. The end. You know what? Does it make That's more sense? Yeah. Did <laughs> I miss job. anything? No, I was just thinking, like, as a kid, I bet this show would have made me really mad because I hated shows that were about the adult characters. Ooh. <laughs> That's so I was like, interesting. What's with you guys? Well, I don't want to hear about the adults. We, we still talk about that because we edit books and scripts mm-hmm. together. And whenever somebody submits a book or a script that's for kids and it turns out it's all about the adults, that's our first note. Is yeah, like, that's not going to fly. You have the wrong yeah. protagonist. Ask me about the kids. Yeah. But is that the case with DuckTales? Do we usually follow Scrooge? We don't. This is one of the rare cases where Scrooge is the main character in terms of um, going off on an adventure his himself. Usually, um, it's the boys and Webby, or usually it's mostly it's Dewey. Let's just say that usually Dewey, the one in who wears blue. In case <laughs> um, it's Dewey who ends up being the main character. Dewey and Webby are the the two characters that follow the biggest through line through the whole season. Um, and Webby is actually great, and it's too bad that she wasn't in this episode. Um, you would have loved her. So, yeah, complete reinvention of like '80s, like I'm the girl character, to like now she's the most competent, like trained in ninja one who knows all the secrets. And ooh, I like she, that. It's voiced by Kate Micucci. So she's she's just really terrific. If the first episode, and we'll remind all of our listeners of this, the first episode, if you haven't seen it, the first episode of DuckTales, the reboot, is on YouTube for free. So check it out. It's 40 minutes of awesomeness, and it gets you used to all the things that would be jarring if you pick up DuckTales in the middle. So it gets you used to the characters and their personalities and the design a little bit. 
um, but also introduces the the villains of the thing, uh, especially Glomgold, a little bit more. Who, in the original, Glomgold was basically they they took Scrooge McDuck and gave him a beard and a different and and made him a kilt, and it, he looked they were indistinguishable. They looked exactly the same. They almost sounded exactly the same. Um, it was the same model, just different glasses, a kilt, and a different hat, but they were basically the same character. Um, in this, Glomgold is a complete fraud. He's a complete fake. Um, it's very... They've talked about it. The creators talked about how he sees that Scrooge McDuck is famous and he's and rich, and he thinks the only way for him to be rich and famous is to be a more Scottish version of Scrooge McDuck. So he tries to go bigger on brand as well, I'm funny. Scottish. So even his beard is fake. You find out in one episode, like it's just, he's become this brand of, no, I'm Glomgold. This is the way we operate. And um, everything about him is just image and brand. <laughs> um, but Scrooge is, just a little bit more authentic as much as he can be. Yeah, he wasn't as over the top as I remembered him in the old version. Yeah. you. He sees getting money, but he's not like this miserly, like, <laughs> giggling kind of thing. Yeah, like throwing in a big vat of money. Oh, but I love that. When they, he when used they to be. Swimming in the money. I know. That was great. I know. He always swam in the money. Yeah. He still, I thought that was awesome. He still has the money to swim, swim in. Um, and you find out later in the season about why, like, the money is important to him, but it also holds a lot of pain for him. So he oh. he actually has regret, <laughs> for, which is weird. What? For, wow. for Scrooge McDuck. <laughs> Um, I think the most recent article that just came out that was making the rounds about the DuckTales finale was like, DuckTales, colon, the American Doctor Who. Totally, oh. like, spot on. Completely true. David wow. Tennant is in both. <laughs> <laughs> but it's not just the David Tennant thing that makes it the American Doctor Who. It's, you know, the this character with a lot of history and a lot of pain and taking companions out and putting those companions in danger and having all these secrets and choices that that character made that caused his own pain. Um, and I think, I think his decision to trust Goldie is just him trying to do the right thing and always expecting the good out of people and being sometimes being surprised by oh i should have known i shouldn't have fallen for that well for me and this is gonna be a little long but i i do want to get opinions after this it's so funny hearing the the plot recap because i'm like oh yeah christina's talking like yeah that all happened this happened this happened this happened for me my entire thing that i wrote down is basically like the character arc is my recap of the episode Scrooge had a rival slash partner back in the 1840s. They were frozen in glacier together for five years. She thawed first and left for dead, so they never spoke again. That's my entire plot recap. Hardly any of that's in the episode. <laughs> and I think that the whole thing is a case of who has changed in this lost love relationship. Hmm. Sam, you were talking about how Scrooge used to be like really miserly in the old show. Mm -hmm. And I think that they establish here that he was when he knew Goldie. And he's grown and changed over time. And Goldie hasn't. But because he's changed, she assumes that she has... Or he assumes that she has too. But because she hasn't changed, she assumes that he hasn't. And so it's this big miscommunication. That's a nice point about lost loves. How you... They're not gonna... You can't reconnect because you've changed. Or someone has changed. Chris wrote Scrooge. it down. I stole it from him. <laughs> <laughs> well, a lot of it is... So there's, there's the, the idea of a relationship that's frozen in time, literally here for five years. So they were, they were, <laughs> yeah, that's good. Yeah, they were yeah. frozen in this relationship where they had one specific kind of relationship. And then they talk about it. They rush through it because the timing in the new DuckTales is just ratcheted up. But it, and I feel like this episode could have gone a little slower, but 
it talks about the <laughs> you're like wait what what did i just miss <laughs> um she um you see this moment where their relationship changes because their eyes change and they realize that there's a warmth in their relationship now it's not as cold and then like literally it starts melting because their relationship has warmed a little bit um and it's so, like they've been playing that that exercise that couples are supposed to do where they stare at each other for an extended period of time and see what happens. Have you tried that? No. <laughs> I would never. <laughs> but that's basically what they've been doing. I mean, I can't stop talking. I don't know why you would just sit and stare. But that's what they've been yeah. forced to do. Like, just stare at each other for years. Yeah. That couldn't go well. No, it's amazing. She, he melted. He didn't melt. She melted and left him there. She was probably tired of looking at him. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's the thing of maybe they saw each other for who they were, and he warmed towards what she was and that she was so strong, and he saw somebody who was his equal, and she saw somebody who was stuck at where he was and stuck where he's always going to be, where he can't possibly love me because he loves gold. And so I should just go get the gold if I can't be with him. And if I'm always going to be second to the money, then why should I even bother? Well, and she said, you were supposed to chase me. That's what we always did. I, like, I'm on her side for this mm -hmm. because, you know. <laughs> He didn't, he just got his feelings hurt and didn't follow her and is somehow surprised. And when he says um, something about how she loved gold more than him, yeah, and yeah. she's like, that's what you loved about me. I mean, who's going to fault her for that either? Yeah, you know? she knows who she is. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Whenever somebody's self-aware, I'm okay with their faults. Right. <laughs> Boxer, killing anyone. Totally. She owns it. I guess, you know, like, there's always, like, they're killing bad guys only, at least. Oh, yeah. Vigilantes. <laughs> I mean. Or sure. robots or aliens. Farther, yeah. farther, probably. <laughs> well, I guess there's a certain point where the, there's a change where you become more solidly that thing that you always were. So the change is more of a hardening into your personality and into yourself and into these things that you like about yourself as opposed to you know possibly going any number of ways as we get older sometimes we make decisions about no these are these are my core beliefs and you stand on them and i think the change is what goldie and what scrooge decided that they actually believed in and what they actually wanted out of things she wanted the chase she wanted the gold and she wanted the adventure and he wants adventure but for him as we find out in the first few episodes it's about the family it was always about the journey together as a group and adventuring that way and once that got corrupted he gave up adventuring and stopped going out and stopped doing things and until his new nephews show up um, to make him realize, no, these kids should go out and should try new things. And they become, he starts to see himself, especially in Dewey, who is all about just, hey, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to improvise this. I'm just going to go out and people can make their own judgments about me. Like, look at how I wear my tie. Am I coming? Am I going? Did it blow itself open? You know? I think Scrooge sees himself most in Dewey in terms of free-spirited. That's just me. What else um, did you guys think about the differences in the relationship that we see in DuckTales versus the relationship we see in BoJack, other than um, ducks and horses or BoJack <laughs> being a little bit more harsher of a reality? <laughs> than the whimsical nature of DuckTales. But what, what other things do we notice in the differences? Bojack is more nuanced and dark and real. Mm-hmm. It's not like a 
solid thing to discuss, though. <laughs> Start of the obvious. But you kind of made that point about was he even really with Charlotte? Like, were they, were they yeah. just hanging out in L.A.? Whereas in the DuckTales, they really were like, a, you know, Mr. and Mrs. Smith. Like, yeah, yeah, they were yeah. real. They were, mm-hmm. they were actually a real couple. Power couple of, you know, money and adventure. And um, I, I, I love Raiders of the Lost Ark. And there's a little bit of that mm. in that relationship that is so fun. Um, and how sassy and feisty Miriam is. I feel like Goldie <laughs> lives in that space. But, mm-hmm. I, you know, I don't know. Like with the Bojack one, I think that's kind of fascinating that maybe there was more in his mind to their relationship than there ever really was. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I love, too, that her, her kids are like, Mom lived in LA. Like, not only do they <laughs> I know, not, that was so for real. Yeah, that's so real. Not only do they not know that she may have been involved with this horse, they don't even know she lived in LA. <laughs> Which is like, I wonder if it was ever, if, did she just not talk about it or was it not important to her at all? Yeah. Yeah. It feels like she's embarrassed by it. Like the when she talks about the balloons, as you point out, like that's so bad for the environment. Like she just mm-hmm. sees her younger self and goes, "Like, oh man, I was a jerk." Yeah. Yep. 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 Goldie is, uh, you know, a lot more of a stereotype too than uh, mm. Charlotte, for sure. Mm. She's a pretty solid trope versus. Oh, you love you know, tropes. What trope is she? I know, she? I love tropes. Yeah. God, I don't know. That's why I said she's a trope instead she's of saying what trope, trope she was. Yeah. <laughs> she's a trope. She's a tropical. <laughs> I only slept for three hours. I can't remember. Well, <laughs> she's I got mean, a name. Uh, there's a name for that trope. Well, to your she's point, not... she's she's preserved in time. Like, she's like that's the whole point of her arc in that episode. She's a gold digger. Yeah. She's a, she's a, she's a bad woman. She's a, one of the bad woman tropes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I mean... And then Scrooge soundly rejects her, and then we approve of that because, you know, like she's the bad woman, and we all saw, which is even though Christina and I thought she was cute, there was more. But you kind of have to read into that. You might have to have already like had kids and (laughs) to like, I really understand Goldie. (laughs) Yeah. What do they say about Disney movies? Like. You realize you're an adult when you identify more with the parents in Disney movies. <laughs> yeah, 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 for sure. Mm-hmm. But so was Goldie actually a gold digger, or did she I go get well, gold for herself? Yeah, she was using she was using Scrooge. So she was kind of like a yeah, I guess so. She was using him, so I think you could say she was a gold digger. Mm-hmm. And she was I can't think. She was a she was just a, you know like a. A bad woman standard right you know she was sexed up she was hot she was using her sexuality to get what she wanted she's a dirty rotten scoundrel she's yeah. dirty yeah yeah I mean, they, so, the first shot of her they do the like sexy staircase descend mm-hmm. of like an animated duck so yep. yeah <laughs> yeah and she like is doing everything kind of to please him versus you know charlotte doesn't do that at all she's just like what who are you why are you here right yeah it was kind of fun in la but you know like why are you still hung up on that dude charlotte (laughs) sort of forgets to tell him to leave yeah (laughs) yeah she's like oh it's bojack it's fine he's innocent he's an old friend yeah she's too nice also i think the thing is maybe she realizes that he should have made that decision himself and she doesn't think that he's serious and i think she doesn't see him as a threat, which makes me think that they, again, that's more evidence that they weren't close, mm-hmm. is the mm-hmm. fact that it's yeah. like, he's just funny Bojack, who just, he's whimsical. Um, yeah, he can, live in the, he can live in a boat in the driveway, like, whatever. <laughs> it probably he's, is better than his place in L.A. Probably. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. If, I mean... Leaving L.A. was probably the right decision for Bojack to make, but the reason he left was probably the worst reason he could have chosen. And I think that's that's where we get with Bojack is he made the right decision for the wrong reasons, and Scrooge made the wrong decision for the wrong... Like he made, <laughs> He just kept making the same mistakes. It's the same mistake again for Scrooge. You know, I think... I think 
the DuckTales episode would have been more interesting if they'd revitalized Goldie's character a bit, actually. Because mm. she was pretty, kind of flipped it, made it a, played with the trope a little bit, made mm. it and less of a standard. Also, if, if it's really about family, they should have thrown those nephews into it, and she could have mm-hmm. put them at, at risk and in danger. Oh, yeah. That she would have been a bad mom. Yeah. I love bad moms. Bad moms are hot these days. That's true. <laughs> wow. Could, I mean, could, I realize that this might be like my, my fan fiction interpretation. Like, no. Uh, <laughs> I knew you were going to say that. I was waiting for it. <laughs> I know. No, no, no. I'm not disagreeing necessarily. Like, yeah, yeah, it's a trope right now. But I feel like so much of the rest of DuckTales has been about breaking apart those tropes and like rebuilding a new interesting universe that I feel like just Goldie's first episode is going to be this. And then there'll be some episode where she puts the family in danger and it's a change of heart about like family or something. And then her third appearance will be like the more like revitalized, still villainous, but like in a different way kind of trope. Maybe I'm reading into it. No, I hope so. That sounds awesome. (laughs) I don't know. I have not. I'm not as like in tune with the Duck World's universe, so I can't comment too much except to say that I thought Goldie was a little too too in the box. Yeah, that's fair. Which I is, did just like. This episode. Or I should say I didn't like that both of these female characters are characters who have essentially initiated things with the self entitled male main character. Because like Charlotte invites Bojack to stop by and say hi in New Mexico. She doesn't know what she's getting mm, into when she says she? that, but she says that. Well, it's like in an yeah. earlier episode, yeah. Well, if you're if you're ever in New Mexico, come say hi. That's not yeah. really an invitation. Yeah. Nobody means that. No. Like, nobody yeah. means that. It just says, listen, I don't know how to say goodbye to make it not feel sad, so let me say this. Right. Mm-hmm. 30 years ago, <laughs> she initiated this. <laughs> I don't know. But I don't go, know. To, to finish me, your no, thought, it, Mackenzie. It felt to me like the one thing that I didn't really like about this was like, while I enjoyed both these episodes a lot and how they're plotted and their structure, even though Goldie yeah. has some issues sometimes, what I didn't really like is it's both like this en- enchanting female lost love, like starting things and starting a plot with this character. Like, I almost wanted Scrooge to be the one to pursue Goldie. Like, Mm. I think I can do this, but Goldie to be the one to have grown. Yeah, both of these shows were told more from the the male character's perspective. So it's... Mm It would have been interesting to... I I don't really feel like... I I never perceived when Scrooge actually trusted Goldie in this. He never really did, I guess. Mm -hmm. He was always... He was skeptical. Suspicious. It felt like. Yeah. But to what you were saying, Sam, I think there would have been a reinvention if one of the brothers had gone along in some way, either stowed away mm-hmm. or made the decision to go talk to her instead of Scrooge. You know, I challenged things. I think in my mind, um, Dewey could do things or possibly Louie, who just wants money. So if mm-hmm. Louie, in his greed, sees this person as an idol and somebody he can learn something from, then it becomes something else. It becomes an interesting transformation. I'm not saying that they won't do that in the next episode where Goldie shows up because it's obvious that she's going to come back again once they could afford to get Alice and Janney back. Um, yeah. There's... <laughs> There's always that. Can we get the Janny back? <laughs> <laughs> do we have Janny money in <laughs> the budget to do this? But I think there there is that of Scrooge had his moment and now it's she can be something for the family. Because in the original the episode did have everybody involved and I can't remember the exact plot but Goldie was a lot less glamorous and a lot more earthy um, and more still like, I'm a miner and I'm actually physically doing work. And it was a little bit more progressive in that sense as opposed to um, glittering Goldie looking the way she did in 
that episode, at least in the start of it. I mean, maybe if we learned that that wasn't who she was, if he recognized and said, didn't recognize her because she was putting on a show because she doesn't normally dress like that or she's awkward in that kind of clothing or something like that, maybe that could have been a transformation of she's putting on a, a show for Scrooge. You know, you know, she stole a dress. You know, we see somebody mm-hmm. knocked out. You know, she. How did she get invited? You know, <laughs> I, I like the idea that Glomgold realizes that she's Scrooge's ex and is trying to make that. Um, but that was still a just a joke of Glomgold being wrong about her as well. So, just some other thoughts. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, did everyone have? Uh, a favorite thing from anything that either of these two episodes, a favorite moment, a favorite line, what was your favorite thing? Who would like to start? I had a, um, it's funny because I loved the Bojack episode um, the most of the two, but my favorite line was that moment where in DuckTales where Goldie and Scrooge both say, you think you know me so well. Because it's gold, because it's a treasure you never found, and because you're Scrooge McDuck. You think you know me so well. And they're like <laughs> yelling at each other. <laughs> I just thought that was really funny because it's it's so, I mean, that that is really like what most romance relationships all boils mm-hmm. down to, is mm-hmm. like, you don't know me, you know, <laughs> why? And that they both think that in the same moment, it's just that spoke to their history and it was fun. Mm-hmm. How about for you? I have, a, I have a favorite moment. I had a favorite line, but I forgot it. <laughs> 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 but I have a favorite moment. I, um, I love the ending of Bojack where it's just the, um, his boat yeah. being towed by a semi oh. back to LA, the escape from LA. And it's just like yes. the silhouette of the boat alongside <laughs> the ocean and him sitting on the, Sitting on the deck, just kind of like getting towed back home. Uh, on, an <laughs> on an overpass. On an overpass. It was perfect. Stuck it in was traffic. Just, it was perfect. Yeah. yeah. I loved it. But I have a second favorite moment. Go ahead. That is not related to anything that happens in the show. I love it when they're standing in front of the elevator and just like some lizard tongue shoots out and hits the down button. <laughs> Like stuff like that, I just love it. You like stuff that's happening in the background. <laughs> oh, yeah. Somebody was having fun. <laughs> yeah, totally. That might have been better than the final scene, actually. <laughs> this is not my actual favorite thing, but my like runner-up favorite thing is there's a shot in front of Charlotte's house at one point, and you see like this bird run by, followed by a coyote, and it's Coyote and Roadrunner. <laughs> yes, yeah. that's perfect. Yeah. <laughs> That that made me laugh um, because I rewatched that episode after having actually seen a real Roadrunner in Albuquerque when I had visited home. I was like, oh yeah, Roadrunners. And then I saw that. I'm like, there's a Roadrunner. Ha ha. And then there was the coyote and I laughed again. So <laughs> it's like, oh, thank you. I, little things that they pay off like that. That's super cute. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's what you can do when you have humans with animal heads. You, you can do a lot of, <laughs> yeah, have a lot of sight gags. Mm-hmm. But what was your actual favorite thing, Mackenzie? Oh, Charlotte's New Mexico fire pit. I just want oh, that for myself. Me too. Oh, Absolutely. <laughs> Good. I'm glad I'm not alone. I have a fire this. pit now oh. in my backyard. Not as fancy as Charlotte's, though. Um, the the aspirational one of Charlotte's from now on. I'm just going to be like, mm-hmm. is it New Mexico enough? Right. <laughs> uh, my actual favorite thing is uh, from DuckTales. It's when right after Scrooge and Goldie arrive at like the mining town in the Yukon and they pan over to Flintheart Glomgold watching them from a distance it goes, no one steals from Flintheart Glomgold wait, are those my teriyaki skewers? Uh, Scrooge <laughs> has stolen his hors d'oeuvres it's like so in character of like, no one will get away with this, but he's also so petty to notice that his rival has hors d'oeuvres from his free event that he gave to everyone else in town <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's, that's great. I love that Mine was, um, it's a really 
writer joke in terms of the rule of threes that you have to have the third one always be different for it to be funny. Yeah. So it was Goldie's first appearance and Scrooge has a reaction and the brothers right away think that something's going on. So one says, what is it? A cursed villain? And then the other says, a villainous curse? And then Huey says, uh, um, oh man, I hate going third. Because oh. <laughs> <laughs> he, he can't think of something. The best five of the writer just couldn't think of something. So he said that. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah, I love that. So awesome. Any last things that anyone wants to say about anything? No. Just thanks for having thank us. This is so much yeah, fun. Thank you so much. Well, thank you yeah, for being on. Been... We appreciate it. Like anytime we get to introduce someone else to Bojack Horseman, um, we see that as our duty. Um, mm -hmm. And any excuse we get to watch the new DuckTales, we try to take that opportunity. So yeah, it's already like our third episode about it or something. <laughs> it's only been one season. <laughs> But thank you both for joining us. This was fun. This was awesome. Yeah. <laughs> so thank you so much. Thank you, um, Mackenzie. Should we talk about homework time for next time? Let's talk homework for next episode. For next time. Oh, we're so. We sorry. are going to watch. No, Chris is so sorry because he made me do this. We're going to uh, watch the 2018 uh, direct-to-video DC animated movie universe um, film, Death of Superman, which is an animated adaptation from the 1990s comic line. And we're going to compare it in a who wore it better fashion to Batman v Superman colon Dawn of Justice, the 2016 live action film. And you can hear all about my opinions on that film, which I have way too many extensive notes on next time, which Chris made me watch. And I will never forgive him for that. <laughs> I, in in solidarity, I did watch the three hour ex ultimate edition version. So, so I, I, I try, I knew that it was going to be, I mean, you made me rewatch Shrek. So I okay, feel like fair. we're even. This is, this is par for the course then. Fine. <laughs> so as always, we want to say thank you to Nigel Coutinho, our engineer, and thank you to Jacob Reed for our theme music. And thank you guests, Sam and Christina. Check out manufixed.com and you can find them on the web where can we find you on the web other than manufixed.com <laughs> on twitter at manufixed at manufixed is that what we are on twitter we are <laughs> at manufixed and we're www.manufixed.com and we're on facebook mm -hmm. we're called manufixed <laughs> <laughs> on facebook we're on facebook well, let us know if... Oh, and Instagram, too. On Instagram. Oh, yeah. We're trying to yeah, do everything. Everywhere. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's, a, it's a lot. Channel we're yeah. not on. Ooh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so you can get to us. Let us know what you thought about BoJack and about Goldio Guilt on our Twitter, at WG Animated. You can like us on Facebook, and you can check out our show notes, and we'll have links to things on writersgetanimated.tumblr.com. We never have a good way of ending these. It's fine. It'll just be a lost love, this end. It'll be unresolved, because we're not going to say Ooh, We're we not going to say it. We could all just sit here for a moment and think about our lost loves and how better it would be with to be with those people just for a moment. I just got married. <laughs> Congratulations, by the way. Congratulations! <laughs> Good night, everybody.